Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life. Hosted by B.B. Dalman and Rosalind McNally. Welcome back to Earth School. It's a pleasure to be here with you all. And thank you, B.B., as always, for taking the time to come and share with me. Um, this week, we're dropping into a little shift of energy thank god in some ways and um, we're moving from our little watery signs of pisces into more sort of the fiery energy towards aries so that'll be sort of the main sort of theme we'll be discussing but we'll weave in whatever else needs to arise as well and bb i'd love to know how you're finding sort of the anticipation of the shift on the 20th sort of moving into aries and the spring equinox too I'm very excited (laughs) (laughs) and hopeful. Um, To some extent, um, I already feel it coming, Mm. that sort of fieriness um, and and sort of all the archetypal qualities. We're going to talk about that, I'm sure, um, that that come with that. It's really interesting, I think, because we all, we talk about sort of the astrological weather and when something is timed that for some of us, we've talked about this for years, right? Some of us feel it like in the lead up to it and sometimes you feel it like way later. Um, You know, so the moon energies, I personally always feel like literally three, four days after the new moon or the full moon. But with this one at the moment, I feel like there's been some certain things have started to land so yeah really excited about everything that sort of Aries stands for without trying to put all my hopes into (laughs) (laughs) running towards it with open arms (laughs) I know yeah so what about you (laughs) because we have been in a lot of sort of the emotional the water sort of energies that deep diving and within our souls and our psyches and our mental bodies like you know so it's kind of like there's a part going, oh God, thank God, you know, like just please, just a little bit of that heat and even just like, you know, even the physical sunshine as well, a little bit of you know, feeling that energy, that solar energy of going, oh, okay, like in, like sort of earlier in Imbolc, you know, it was a sense of, yeah, I, I know it's coming and, you know, I think there might be some sunshine, but the actual physical feeling of it is like, I really am truly defrosting now, like, do you know, you're allowing that energy to go, yeah, I kind of got a little bit of it at Imbolc beginning of February, but now, you really get see it and begin to feel it a lot more as well. Like, but I do feel like you know people will be like you know you know like running towards it. Going, Thank you. Because <laughs> it, it does offer all the opportunity for a shift as well. Yeah, it's a bit of a drying out, right? If you think putting fire to water, it's it's a bit of drying out these murky waters and anywhere <laughs> I think where water, you know can get a little more stagnant where things have been you know uh, in ways of our thinking and feeling where it just felt a little bit like like a dead puddle (laughs) i feel there is a little bit the fire is an opportunity to dry certain things out and um in a way to me i always think water and fire there's some sort of distillation that can happen you know um where the things that may have been sort of dissolved into the water that we were unclear where we go and we had these random ideas and these thoughts and it was all meshed in with like our emotionality and I think when when things are drying out it's like the way you harness salt you know it's like things can come to the surface they can crystallize they can become more clear and oftentimes it's much easier for us to work with in a way Mm -hmm. so I'm really welcoming those energies yeah I think people could feel sort of 
you know, like we've, we've chatted about this in the last few episodes, you know, where you, you don't know where you're going, you don't know the direction at all, like, or you don't have a sense of it, like, so it can give a bit of that energy energy towards forward movement as well. Like, it not, not, might not be full steam ahead, but that sense of, okay, now the brakes can come up a little bit. I might get a clearer sense of where I wish to direct my energy at this time, like. Mm. And one way I like to look at Aries is, you know, Aries being sort of the first symbol in the, in the zodiac wheel and then Taurus following that up. So the relationship between those two is oftentimes we kind of rush ahead of things a little bit and trying to put everything on Aries. Aries is sort mm-hmm. of this, I like to think of like the, where the inspiration hits, where ideas might land. So really playing around with these these qualities of am I actually open? Am I actually aware of how things are landing with me? I think there's a lot of awareness work in that as well. Because when we feel inspired, it's not necessarily that we sit down to make a plan to be inspired, right? Mm-hmm. We have a shower or a bath and all of a sudden we have this idea that lands and then we make a plan and how do we unroll it? So I think Aries is so much about being receptive to those sparks of inspiration and to maybe not over edit them in terms of their validity and how I'm going to make this happen this is ir- you know irrational or this is unlogic or this is not possible but just kind of letting ideas sit and and have have some breathing space and then when we move later on into Taurus you know four mm-hmm. weeks down the road that's more so where things are actually getting anchored down so that's that's the idea of Aries it's like you know don't kill an opportunity too soon mm. you know or an idea too soon so just let it all come in yeah it's kind of like you know you see the first clumps of sunshine and like a good irish person you strip off and step right out in front of it like you know but it's like m- maybe too soon <laughs> you know because two seconds later it could be teeming with rain again so it's the same with that with our ideas or projects or things we want to invite into ourselves and our way of being but i think also it invites an opportunity for us to get clear on our needs again and you know sort of what am i looking for from this here what's important to me how would i like this to look do you make sure you're coming back to that sort of vision for yourself and how you are in that space like so it's like you're allowing sort of that dreaming but more of like you know so how could that be possible or how could that work or how could I anchor it down without the need to fully bring it to form at this moment like because it's also that kind of rebirth energy like so we're still sifting through you know what what we're letting go of what's really needs to be put to bed so I can fully focus and know what I'm committing my energy to now in this next cycle rather Mm -hmm. than trying to still hold and focus on things that just aren't going to just don't want to actually come to life possibly that we are run their course that we're I think for me I see it as a place where you're really acknowledge okay where's my energy going to be directed to in this next cycle yeah I always think of passion and inspiration in terms of you know the fire in our belly and um the sort of like fire in our soul you can see the people and the light is in their eyes you know when somebody's inspired doesn't mean they have the full plan but they're they're alit you know they're 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 light up there there's a radiance about them and so i think uh aries there's definitely the invitation to to reflect on but then also there's there's a certain sense of you can't over intellectualize aries as well i think it's just a, like do I actually make enough room in my life where where I can feel passionate again about something, whether it's in my relationship, whether it's about something in my job? So there's a there's a leaning in, there's a vulnerability that comes with it as well, because you, you, you don't know what you're getting back just yet, you know. So mm-hmm. there is this this play with something new. Um, but I think in terms of what you were saying, that some ideas will never come to fruition. I think that's it's it's the time to really 
go with like all of those ideas that I had lately, all of those hunches, uh, which ones are the ones that actually light me up, which ones Mm -hmm. are the ones that give me that fire in the belly and that I feel like just thinking about them makes me excited, you know, Um, and, and let that sort of dry out the rest go back into into mother earth whereas you're you're staying and spending a bit of time with with the things that that excite you you know and I think in the times where we are at as well it's it's very easy for us to have forgotten how excitement actually feels you know it's like it's been 12 13 long Mm -hmm. long and difficult months as well um as well as months with great insights but I think um at least that's what I'm getting when I'm when I'm talking to people and when I'm teaching. There, there's a collective heaviness to it as well, and I think it speaks to what we've all been addressing at different levels. Um, but within that, I think uh, there is always an invitation. I think if you need to do if you do the shadow work, there needs to be a willingness to do also the light work. Mm. So when you dig deep and you're sitting with the things that don't work, it's also important to not lose touch with the things that are fun and exciting and on a on a more I don't want to say superficial level, but on a more sort of tangible level, Aries can bring that in as well. It's the spontaneity. It's like, ah, sure, yeah, let's just try that. You know, I never thought I was into that. But, you know, there might be all of a sudden that course fatigue that we had maybe for a mm-hmm. while. There might be things that are coming in again. And you're like, no, you know what? I actually want to learn that language or I pick up that new skill or just like, you know, yeah, I reorganize my day. So like a little bit of spontaneity, I think, is always what Aries can bring in as well on a lighter note and the invitation to, to, to connect back to... How does it actually feel to feel joyful? You know, yeah. mm. because like because our like that aspect of like pursuing pleasure is as important as any other aspect of healing because we can be as afraid of that of really allowing ourselves to be fully alive to really allow ourselves to enjoy life. Depending on you know, it could be like, well, this can only be short lived, or you can have. I think you can have too much pleasure, you know, or there's a load of shame and whatnot else about it, or if I can't have this, if nobody else is experiencing this here, so it's allowing us to delve into also our shadow work at the same time, like because what prevents me from allowing myself to experience pleasure, what prevents me from allowing myself to follow my passions, what lights me up, do I even know what that feels like anymore, like. Do you know, like, or when was the last time I actually maybe truly felt it if I was honest with myself? Do you know, like in the little things where I lose myself in them? And it doesn't mean they have to become careers or anything else, but that we allow ourselves to spend time in that energy, like, because it does re-energize us. It does allow different things to come through us and it even allows that creativity, that inspiration to move through us as well. Like, because to me, everything's like, and energy so even the ideas and the visions or the dreams and all there is like to me it's like do they have energy behind them even like you know to get moving to come forth you know because sometimes the ones that we have to put to bed are not it's not that they're dead it's just like it's not their time and other ones will be turned to compost to feed the other parts that are moving growing and blossoming in us like so i think it's a really nice time also for looking at the action we're taking, seeing if it's aligned with our deep instincts or intuition. Is it aligned with my heart? You know, or is it because I think it's the next logical step for me to take? Like, mm. And if you think of this whole idea of spiralic movement, you know, that Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac of the finishing out of one phase and Aries is the, is the stepping up into the next sort of spiral. There is always... I think an invitation to look back and go like, in which ways am I stepping up? And with Pisces, I mean, we talked so much about Pisces also being the ability to 
to understand ourselves better on a, on a more soulful level. Mm-hmm. The invitation to, yes, have have this material experience, but also a soulful, ethereal, a spiritual experience. So when we when we take that understanding and let that fuel into areas that is connections, where is my inspiration actually coming from? There's, I think... Aries oftentimes gets this bad reputation of it's egocentrical and egoistic and you know like Mars and Aries is very um, extreme and willpower me over everyone else and whilst that can be a place I think Aries is also an invitation of really the divine spark so if we go mm-hmm. back to the last step of the of the zodiac wheel and to this Piscean quality of like how did I experience myself you know how can I maybe I've made like connections to a different way of being and then understanding where is that inspiration actually coming from or not so much understanding but being open that inspiration is not just something that's in my logical mind Mm. it can come from another place and opening up to that and when I start to open up I think Aries is also often translated as doing 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 but to me it's the doing is what we see on the outside the other aspect of Aries is not so often talked about and that's where inspiration kisses you and I think so early on especially in the sign the first deacon there is this invitation to look at like not to be necessarily so much focused on on what am I doing, but this 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 gift that inspiration really is or joy, you know, what gave me that insight to take a shower at this mm. point in time and all of a sudden in the shower I had this other idea, you know, or why did that person pick up the phone? We had this conversation all of a sudden out of that something completely different came to me and now I'm really on fire about studying that up, you know, it's like the the connectedness of life of all of us um, to consider that as well. And so stepping up in, in that way. And I think especially as early in areas too, I would just always um, remind maybe myself and everyone to not make it necessarily straight into the the manifestation mm-hmm. into the action into the doing I mean the doing is always part of it but to always go like hmm what was what was my intention behind that or what was the inspiration behind that and as a as a result of that Aries can become instead of being like the fiery one that is angry and that is you know self-centered and egocentrical um it can be actually a sign that can help us to connect to, if you want, to divinity, to spirituality, to a higher version of ourselves. So that's, I think it's right there. And Because I think because sometimes when the idea comes, we push too quickly with it. Like, so you've only got maybe one leg of the whole table that you're moving forward with. And when we allow time to be with that one leg, in a sense, we can begin to see the other pieces that need to come in with that there because there can always be when you're hit by inspiration there can often come then the sense of urgency I need to get this out now do you know like and then sometimes it's like no it needs to sit and be worked on it needs to grow in different ways possibly before it's ready so it's kind of like the energy is moving through you the life is moving through you so then what wants to be birthed through me that way like rather than just from my little smaller self that way like that it's allowing that spirit energy source whatever you want to call it to move through you like because then it's coming from not just the head it's balancing in through the heart and through the body then also like so you're sort of allowing that in a sense that spring equinox energy of balance of the heart mind the body mind and the brain mind in a sense to all have a place at the table so it's really coming forth anchored and grounded then like rather than just the first thing out the door like because sometimes inspiration, the first hit can lead to something else then, like, and the first hit isn't it. But I think sometimes we're so quick <clears throat> to launch or to do something or bring something out 
that we don't give it the full sort of nine months to actually grow and get really into ourselves as well sometimes for us to really embody it before we bring it out into the world i don't know about you but for me sometimes the first hit is really just the the cracking open it's the first hit of inspiration it's like oh my god there could be a possibility and then so much of this this quality is also is connected with our sense of self-worth and Mm self-love and i think we can work on that from from all angles from every sign but when we look at through the lens of Aries, there's there's this question of what do I feel I'm worthy in terms of what can land with me? And so like you said, when that, that first leg of the table is coming through, it's like, oh my God, I'm hanging on to the first thing because I don't feel I'm worthy mm-hmm. for so much more to come through. And and that's where we sort of then exhaust ourselves because we take that one thing and we drag it in and out and then we go right into what we've all been taught for so many years that you have to exhaust yourself in order to be worthy, that you have to work so hard. Um, but there's an invitation right here to to both to, to be excited about what's coming through, but also practice patience and see what else comes along with it because um, I think we also all have been introduced to 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 people and we thought oh that's that's a really interesting person and that person introduced to somebody else and you know maybe to somebody else and that's where the connection come in and you end up you know maybe falling in love with that person that introduced you you know that you were introduced to along the end of that chain or maybe you go into a, to a business deal or maybe you have a conversation with them that just totally changes your view on how you eat you know so it is to me it's, it's that can I can I see what's landing can I check in with my my, my sense of self-worth which is an incredibly difficult mm-hmm. thing as well to do and can I be patient to see what possibly else comes up so I'm not making up my mind what this inspiration needs to be too soon but I can let it all come in but that has something to do with with our own worthiness so there's an invitation to work around that our old patterns beliefs that are sitting in there and also from what place am I actually acting and how would that change if I was to allow myself to expand a little bit more and this really like you said birthing those ideas that are coming down and down and through um and so something sometimes something bigger can come through with a lot less effort actually that's also I think what Aries mm. can teach us mm, lovely like yeah so it's allowed us by bringing things through us or by allowing inspiration to hit us we're automatically meeting our self-doubts or concerns or worries but allows us to expand and to then like what do I need to allow that to do to do this with ease like do you know because often we feel like we're, we're giving birth to like a 40 pound baby sort of job like but like imagine if we allowed ourselves to have it with ease and with grace and with flow and to be open to it moving through us nearly like just like what they teach when sort of energetically when giving birth can I remain open like so it's the same with working with the things that we want to embody in ourselves or bring out into the world that we can remain open to it can I hold it lightly Rather than the first thing we do is we grab it in case it runs away because there's a fear that it will will lose it. If we don't work on it now and don't do something with it, it'll disappear. But we're just allowing nearly like a sort of moving my hands and imagining like you've got the dough and you're allowing the air into it. So you're allowing it to expand and be then what it needs to be like. Mm. Like if you think, because you mentioned the equinox, we're on this journey to to longer, brighter Mm. days. And right now is is that middle point, right? So there is there is something if you think of of yourself as that journey towards more expansion um i don't really like using any version of yourself 
<laughs> which is this new, new growing into you know a new way of doing you and and so right now as this middle point there's always a reflection back I think how far we've come there's a reflection back to the darker times there is also this invitation how can I hold both you know my struggles and what comes mm -hmm. in and I think especially so early in Aries that just reflects all of those you know the murky waters that we're talking from the Piscean qualities and coming out of the Capricornian depth and the, the internal these winter qualities and now the light is emerging and the light is not just emerging but it's actually it's visible now mm -hmm. you know it's it's holding equal ground so there's something and how can we hold in, in equal ground mm -hmm. within us in the light that we have and the shadow the patterns that we'd rather live without but still haven't figured out how to dissolve mm. them and be okay with that and at the same time not let our self-worth be diminished by that mm. like so we this this gives us like if we chat about the spring equinox being that pause point like it's like the earth stands in a sense they say it stands still like for those three days so it's a pause point like so that's exactly what we're saying about the aries energy you might think it's the ready steady go you know out the door you get like but it's actually inviting us for this period to stop pause come back to our center or still point within ourselves and go okay actually where where am i directing and if i if i am to emerge somewhere where do i want to emerge and can i aim myself in that sense of a direction of where i feel that might be or can i start thinking about the qualities of what that might look like can i start shape-shifting into that energy i feel i need to become in order to allow whatever whatever way of being whatever I want to bring into my life the visions the dreams do you know like, can I allow myself to start experiencing that energy now like so I'm emerging because to me it's like this place is like the point of balance and balance isn't static like it's never just there like we don't go okay I'm balanced now and that's me I'm done for life like we're always dancing between as we see in the world and in ourselves extremes all of the time like do you know, like so the pendulum's swinging so far one way, way and then goes the other so we're actually looking at ourselves going where am I swinging very much in very far directions of other things like you know if it's full of anger can I bring in some softness like if I'm re really rigid can I bring in some movement do you know like so you're looking at where can I invite in some sort of balance but not in a static way like you know so if I'm finding very far down in myself what do I need to bring allow that light to come into me like if I feel I'm still in that dark wintry depressed sort of heavy feeling can I allow that light that is emerging now to come to me and can I allow myself to receive it like so you're looking at all the opposites and trying to reconcile them like but without needing to get anywhere with it because they're never going to be in balance anyway <laughs> I think and I've noticed sort of in the languaging around lately this um this idea of love and light getting a very bad reputation and this, you know, seeing the silver lining. And I think so much of what you said there to me speaks to that is like, just because I see the light does not mean I ignore the darkness. Mm. In fact, the, the the very essence of me being able to receive the light may, gives me the strength to look deeper into the darkness. So it's about fueling and nourishing instead of wearing myself out because if I'm just stuck in the darkness and see all the things that aren't working mm. I'm so dismantling my foundation that I'm actually incapable of living and I think for any of us who has been long enough in the in the, in the spiritual world in this world of you know uh, 
con- growth of consciousness, um, maybe self improvement for some as a as, as a word. There is a level of when you start early. It usually happens early on, where you start reading all the books, you seeing all these ideas, and all you see is where you failed. And you start to dismantling everything to the point that you actually lose yourself. So now it's not like this healthy dissolving yourself, but this total losing that now actually paralyzes you towards taking action. So I think there is there's danger as well in the conversation around not being able to see the silver lining. That is not necessarily something so light, you know. And um, if I've certainly experienced in you know when you lose someone and when 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 you're going into these dark times that yeah sometimes the most horrific thing is if somebody tells you it's like that's gonna get better you know you don't want to hear that but at the same time I can be in that darkness and still see when somebody was passing how beautifully surreal the world also was how connected everyone around that person's passing was you can see so many small shifts in how you perceive life and that does not with one moment diminish the the hardship that comes with for example having you know having to go through something like that so I think this time is an invitation to do both to not spiritually bypass we use that word a lot you know but also not to drown in our um perceived incapabilities because we are in times where we sort of in a way need all hands on deck in terms of we need all of us to show up not in an exhausted version of ourselves but to show up and with everything that we see in the world the injustice with all of the beauty that we notice and have conversations around that in order to find solutions going forward how we all do this thing collectively that's called life right so if we are all sitting here and are getting very good at dismantling ourselves and studying in the shadow work and not actually forgetting how to feel joy we disempower ourselves and we're actually stepping away from the capacity that we can bring into this world and that's what I'm actually seeing as well a lot at the moment so this time is really an invitation like like you said seeing the shadow and seeing the light and can I the idea that comes to me is always this magnetism you know this this create or creative tension they the idea of you know not mixing the two into a lukewarm mush mm. But the fact that when I'm in the light, I also appreciate the struggles I've had or that are still there. And when I'm in the dark, I have this point of reference with the light that informs me. So to me, around this time, it's it's quite, when I'm saying intense or, or fuel, it's it's almost this creative tension between those polarities, right? That that wake us, that wakes us up, that takes us into into a presence as well. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that comes with experience, like. Because like when, yeah, it only comes, some of it only comes through experience that way, like in living through different cycles, that way that you learn to look back and see the beauty in all of them, that way, like, and I think with the, the love and light, the it's when the pendulum is in a very far direction of the love and light that it's not conducive to the person or to possibly what they're going through in life and they're ignoring what they're going through and they're ignoring the pain and the and the hardship or the anger and the frustration like that way so the bypassing part of all emotions like that way so for me it's like we're, we're learning that it's it's all all emotions are valid and all emotions are perfect just like all emotions aren't the full truth that way but we can use them with critical thinking to get closer back home to ourselves to really know what's going on for me at this moment and then how is that affecting how I am in the world or how I am with myself, how I am in my mental, my emotional, my physical body. 
you know, like, so then I'm getting to choose then or getting up just at this moment, not even making any choices, but just getting a wider perspective. So this is my truth at this moment and this is what I'm feeling. But then I can reach out for help or I can work through it, but I can bring myself into an ebb and flow with what I'm experiencing versus either closing the door off it and going to another extreme or swinging between both extremes and never actually landing in myself like mm. that way like or realizing too what's on the outside that pulls me in these extremes as well sometimes like what's in my outer world that allows me to fall into that place maybe of of absolute victimhood and never been able to lift myself out of it like and I know and sometimes in life that's where we need to be but sometimes we get so lost in that that we don't see the hands that are reaching out for us to hold on to to pull us out of it like or to give us support to lift ourselves out of it like because remember when I first started this work I had so many people were going through dark nights of the soul like and so many would nearly cling to me to go home just please tell me this will end like and you're going it will but we don't know when do you know like we really don't know when but it will and they're like how do you know because I've been through enough of them to know they will end but I've been through enough of them to know you don't know when they'll end do you know like, so it's this place of it, like to me this spring equinox energy is inviting us to really just sort of tune into ourselves and see our own ebb and flow of where we are within all aspects of ourselves within all emotions has this last year really pulled me into my roots in a really supportive way but now do I feel I've got lost under the soil and I don't know what way is up and what way is down like do you know like so then I'm reaching okay so can I see that light and allow myself just like the little seed move towards it and if not, maybe I need to get support to start my, lifting myself out of this darkness. Like, do you know, like knowing, but at the same time, trusting and knowing you'll know you or somebody else will know whether it's the time or not for that there. Because sometimes we're just still stuck on it because I feel the energy is it is that murky energy and some of us still need to be in it. But I think some of us are so far removed from feeling lightness in the system after this last year that it's allowing ourselves to really step in and taste that what it feels like just to have a bit of joy a bit of lightness laughter do you know like if you think some people have maybe not heard somebody else laugh but like for a long time like besides maybe on a zoom screen like you know if they're on their own so those things that lift our energy like even like i've been watching little birds build their nest the last week like and i'm just i'm loving it like you're just seeing them poke around pulling things but it's a lightness of energy like or yesterday when we first got our glimpse of sun going nothing's getting done today actually just going to go sit out and receive that life force like because I think after this long winter do you know our, our everybody's life force is a little bit more sluggish like I remember saying last March like we're getting to experience this in spring and summer it would be a completely different experience in winter and autumn and it was do you know so now we're coming back out and we're like can we shake off and allow ourselves to feel like what it feels to actually embody light within ourselves like and bring light into those parts that have maybe hardened even over this last year like mm, mm. and that's so in tune with um what we also want to talk today about this you know um the cancer um waning quarter moon because on the 21st so right the day afterwards um and so so cancer just just when you say that hardened shells like that's oftentimes how we mm -hmm. perceive you know cancer is like really juicy on the inside and then there's this shell on the outside and 
it speaks is again a, a water element it speaks to that emotional household um and and t- taps into the emotionality but from a slightly different angle so pisces is water uh cancer is a, is a different type of water um but there is this there is a conversation around yeah my emotions how have my maybe how i've either hardened up so i'm not showing anything when i'm actually merging with other people or um how am I avoiding being in contact with others completely because I feel so tender on the inside and actually haven't realized that I've also have like a healthy sort of like surrounding that mm-hmm. I there's a there's an incredible resilience we've all built over the last year you know not necessarily by choice and so just to go into that a little bit a little bit more the the cancer quarter quarter moon what it actually means is that the moon isn't a sign of cancer but the sun as we know is in Aries so it brings that light in. So you have Aries, the fire, and then Cancer as the water, you know. So there is a conversation between, if you think life force coming in through the sun, it's like your vitality, how you do the world, you know, how you do your life out in the world, everything that's visible. And the moon is sort of this, how life force comes through you and works your inside, you know, your perception, how you, uh, your moods, your feelings, everything that, that sort of that inner architecture, the inner garden. And so the the outer world and the inner world having our conversation exactly around those qualities that we talked about, the fire, the inspiration, the spark, the lightness, and at the same time interacting again with our emotionality. So the shift from water and Aries happens on so many at the moment on so many levels and are supporting us to reflect around this and to uh, pull us out of maybe that murkiness in a, in a way, but especially with the, the cancer, um, the waning, it actually is a... We don't have to go into these waxing moon, but in the cancer cycle, uh, it is a waning, meaning it's the last quarter. So if you if you want to go back in your journaling to around June and July last year, so the, the cancer new moon would have been around the 21st, uh, on the 21st of June last year. And then again, we had this double new moon on the 20th of July last year. So if you might want to go back where your your head was at around that time where your emotional body was at that time what sort of were the sort of the main themes and how have they developed between then and now you know especially with the full moon would have been around would have been on the 30th of december so you have like june last year you have december and you have sort of now so there's this last sort of three three month-ish until that whole cycle completes and now with this information of Aries coming in with fire coming in what is that giving you how is that informing you what is it giving to your experiences and also where for those of you who work with with the moon cycle when you started last year where were you hoping you would be and now there's this opportunity to not just blindly push towards that goal mm. full throttle but also take like you've grown your insight has changed maybe the goalpost actually has moved or needs to be moved and so there's an important an important invitation now to actually look at all of those things as well like how has your emotional body uh changed how have you changed in terms of how you process emotions you know mm. um where is there still work to do and where have you actually built skills resilience might be one of those that need to be even just acknowledged you know because when you acknowledge something within you then it becomes a resource you can take that as you go forward Mm. to not miss out on what you actually have accomplished on in terms of the inner the inner development as well Mm. so you're using like sort of the you're refining the process of whatever you're looking at like taking reflect standing here at this point looking back and reflecting on your little house your little crab shell and not everything that was going on inside it, like, but uh, 
you could not have, I don't know how anybody could have got through this part without emotionally involving or finding emotions that they didn't realise were there or ones that were hidden or coming to the surface and all there. Like, so there will definitely be emotional growth or a recognition of things that we didn't realise actually how they're driving us as well. Like, do you know, like, because they're the force that maybe how we're choosing our actions from those places then, like, and some of them will be really supportive, but some of them might be the hurt little part of us, like, but to me, the, the cancer part two is also that sense of belonging, like, do you know, like, so it brings up that question of where do I feel I belong? And since all these changes have been happening in this last year or since last, like, June, you know, like that sense of belonging to myself, off to the place in the world, off to my dreams, my vision, my, what I stand for, what I believe in, what I value. And then, then belonging always leads me to, like, what I'm longing for then, like, mm. not well, like. I think there have been also like huge shifts and like as a result of each and every one of us being exposed to these challenges, um, what you may have noticed that with some friends you, you kind of see when you talk about a certain belonging where you feel like there's a, there's a, there's a belonging in terms of you have commonality, you have a conversation, a way of doing life that you feel like there's a resonance there. Whereas with some people you may have all of a sudden seen that you've developed maybe in different direction. That doesn't make either... Mm either one of you you know good or bad and I think it's really important to also n not allow ourselves to go into that thinking as like I've done all my shadow work that person hasn't done their shadow work and hence I'm better than that I think that's a really important part at this point as well to to just kind of go we've just developed in different directions and I'm not seeing what that other person internally is actually growing experience it might not be in actions and also no matter how aware I feel I am now compared to maybe five years ago there might be still a huge amount of things that I'm not aware of. So I think that's that's also really important in the shifting. But it feels like the tectonic planets have uh, plates have sh shifted. As a result, you might feel, you know, your, your friendships, your circles may have shifted a little bit. So to make room for that as well. But I think it's also was a question, how can I make room for that? How can I be gracious and conscious and um, and also grateful? to the relationships that maybe have ended as a result or maybe have become instead of being this super close relationship somebody that you, that you know and that you appreciate but you might not see them every day and the same within family patterns you know there might be things so there's there's that shift because if we think of the quarter moon if you think of the moon is is, is reflecting right the, the moon actually in itself doesn't have the light when you look out into the cosmos the sun is what the light has so whenever the moon and the sun have these conversations the moon is reflecting back wherever the sun is and so when we when we take some of those capacities where the sun is currently that we talked about you know the ability to feel joy and experience joy these higher frequencies of areas to to sense inspiration and to allow ourselves to be perceptive of those how is that being mirrored back in me and the people that I'm that I'm around but also the lower vibration so the sun in Aries can bring in like things like you know anger but anger in a way that not that anger is a negative or lower vibration at all but maybe we're all collectively growing to figure out how do we verbalize anger how do we work with anger you know so the lower qualities of expressing anger might now be reflected back and whether that's just like you feeling all of a sudden angry and you know at this invitation to go how am I actually working with this anger internally and how am I gonna expressing it externally you know whether it's with my friends with my family or also on a social social platform you know because um, I think a lot of us feel anger and frustration and and these these qualities and so Aries 
can bring them up in us. Uh, and so there's with, with the moon, there's also this invitation. Okay, so how is that sitting with me? Am I being triggered by other people's anger? Am I being triggered by not being able to express my anger? What's coming up within that? And then taking that sort of into the last third of that, that growth cycle through cancer. And I'm like, okay, what am I doing with that now for the next three, four months? Like, how am I communicating? How am I drawing? Um, you know, how I'm looking at relationships, drawing boundaries, empowering myself, empowering others, but also being able to say no. And I think that's also a capacity uh, through cancer that we can learn uh, or invited to learn is this idea of, you know, no, who said that no is a complete sentence, <laughs> you know, mm. you, without justifying or qualifying or it's like, no, I'm not available for that. And saying that in a kind way, I just don't have the energy or the, the, the excitement to do that project or no, you know what? I can't take that phone call right now. And then you call that person back another time. So I think that's also what we're invited in to, to find that if you think of cancer, the shell as a healthy boundary so that we can stay juicy inside. And that's still tied in just because we say our nose or we put up our boundaries or we work with our anger. We are still like the, the soft on the inside. Like it doesn't mean we become hardened by it all. Like, but we're just recognizing that we all need to have boundaries like. And we all need to have a space inside then where we process our own internal world, our own internal emotion, emotions. Like, so I also see a time back to that sort of, that sort of uh, like self-agency, that autonomous sort of energy off like Aries, but also really connecting in with that instinct and intuition and also of the cancer, like of the inner world or the trust in the self, like in the emotional world. Like, I think that plays really into boundaries because I, I don't really like that idea of boundaries, you know, as in this this idea of a lot of us associate with a boundary, a fence, a hard line. Mm. A, I'm thinking of a boundary like as a respectful, like if you're thinking of the game of tennis, you know, the net in the middle is a boundary, mm. but it makes it possible by me not running over to the other side, it makes that game possible. So there is there's a, a sense of respecting someone else's ground as well and also respecting by, because we always think of boundaries from from our perspective you know you don't come with your energy into my room mm. and you don't come with yeah. your you know anger into my space but also by drawing a healthy sense of boundary out of respect by not letting the other person bring their anger to us we actually mirror back to the other person how much anger there might be and we leave it on the other side of the mm. net out of kindness and that that's an inner attitude i'm not pushing back because i'm so mad that you brought your shit over to my my place and in some cases that there, there need to be that of course but there can be also a very kind way of going like now i'm not available for that anymore that's an inner talk mm. an inner thought I'm not available for that anymore because that's actually something you need to look at and if i hold that in my mind i think as an attitude and as a respect and as love for the other person because if i keep holding their anger they never get to do the work. And so it's it's out of respect to the other that I'm drawing that boundary. You know, it's but it's like this it's something different than a boundary doesn't have to be something that separates us. A boundary yeah. can be something and I've I've played with that in, in a couple of different relationships with varying different outcomes. But it, in in some relationships it has made the relationship actually richer and closer as a mm. result of, of of having that boundary. So a boundary is not pushing someone else necessarily away, but it's 
clearing ground and having respect for our own breathing space that we need mm. but also the other person's breathing space you know yeah so i think that cancer brings that in as well always especially with aries because it just can bring up that that spontaneity there's mm. this very quick like fire you just say something before you think something and what you're saying is in is like the fire is there it's and then your emotions off. are there and it's like it's going somewhere and it's paying off it's got a life of its own <laughs> yeah yeah and then you just watch it and you go oh dear <laughs> <laughs> just one little match that all of that oh <laughs> yeah so where it might have been just literally a spark for us that just had to be get out of our system somehow and then then we're fine again so in yeah. you know it's like literally the, the fire that we hold just learning to be conscious of that as well that can be a great inspiration to others but it can also really set others on fire and sometimes you go well, maybe I just needed to hold that fire, look at it, look at that match, let it burn down by myself. And then I, I got rid of that without kind of creating an inferno around me, you know. So it depends. <laughs> so it's like realizing that our boundaries are not armor. Yeah. They're so important. Like, you know, like they're not they're not to keep things out or keep like keep things out because then we don't allow things in either. Like, you know, so they're meant to be a two-way street but we just by having them I think think to me what boundaries give us space space to feel things as they're arriving into me that way and different whether through a facial expression or through words or through just energy or physicality you know or invitations or asks or requests or whatever it might be of feeling how they actually you know move through that's the way I see them as teach me how does something move through my system like and how do I react when I feel that coming towards me is it like fuck I don't want to I, I really don't want to do that again but yes comes out of my mouth or I realize I need space I need a pause I need breathing room to really feel into if it's going to be a, a I'm just not a, I think the key word I love is the capacity I don't have the capacity for it I don't mm-hmm. have the bandwidth for it you mentioned the capacity like that's the one I give to everybody and they're like oh my god I'm like because that's what it's basically telling us. Either I have energy and availability for it, or I don't. And it really doesn't matter on some levels why. It's just my system's going to me, not today. But then to me, it builds up that trust then as well. Like that if my body feels that coming in, and I'm like, oh yeah, I can. And I drop everything and run. Then my body's going, well, I can't actually trust you the next time. Like, do you know, like, so the bucket is getting more empty. Rather than just sort of knowing, okay, I can't do it today, but I might be able to do it. Or the full stop, no. And it is, it's like, we're not taught about it because we're just like soluble, like in so many ways. But it's really allowing everything in and out, like, and hopefully then from a place of our highest and greatest good of what we're aligning to and what we're allowing to receive in as well. I love that. Yeah. And it's, um, there's also this element, maybe as a last point, um, Mm -hmm of courage you know oftentimes if we think about it might be a good time to redefine courage for yourself because a lot of the times we only see one way of courage and it's to go on push up into handstand go on open that business go and be courageous and you know and just do the thing nobody else has done and 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 that by you know definitely requires Mm. courage but there's also this quiet courage that's involved when we're setting boundaries when we're honoring our own breathing space and when we go on like like it takes so much courage to go, oh, I don't have the capacity right now, mm. you know, because the courage is that is to take whichever way the other person receives that. So somebody might go, oh, my God, I'm so glad you said that. 
I'm so sorry. I constantly, you know, leaned in. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't, wasn't aware. Or that the other person comes with a how dare you, you know, quality or attitude. And so the courage to, to, to hold your own space unapologetically uh, and non-aggressively, um, but yeah, unapologetically, that's incredible, co- incredibly courageous. And I think that's a type of courage we don't really celebrate so much mm-hmm. in life. We celebrate the the Aries quality that, you know, we go push an extra mile, run faster and louder. And, and, and we need that, you know, that's the extroverted sort of courage. But there's an incredible introverted courage that we all have. Um, and I think they inform each other. I think there is when when that internal quiet courage when we connect to that it actually gives room for more of that external courage as well because if you can take care of your capacity and you don't constantly exhaust yourself you then can trust yourself as well when you go out and lean in because otherwise when the internal capacity isn't there there's something in your nervous system that pulls you actually back in when you go and push out because you, you know you're already starting it empty. So there can be courage in so many layers and, and ways that this might be also a good time to just redefine it for yourself maybe sit with that for a little bit beautiful beautiful on that little note we will wrap up this week's episode thank you very much for taking the time to join us today and diving into some of the Aries energy with us and BB do you want to share if you have anything coming up in the next week or so because I think you do I think I do um I have a workshop uh coming up on, on Wednesday and uh, and I and I do sessions and I currently book for April. So if anyone is interested in astrology or human design session, um, yeah. What about you, Beautiful. Rosie? What's coming up? For I you? have my little spring equinox gathering this yeah. evening, and then just my one to ones is my main place where you'll find me at the moment. Not my so lovely so beautiful so thank you very much everybody feel into what was shared digest some of it take some space to yourself to even take some little notes or see how it can support you in the coming week ahead and as always we're very grateful for you to be here have a gorgeous week and as we always say be kind and tender to yourself during these times and we look forward to seeing you next week bye everybody bye We'd like to thank you for listening to the Earth School podcast hosted by Rosalie McNally and BB Dallin. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdallman.com and thethirstysoul.com.